We are joined by the president of the Hawthorne Football Club, Mr. Jeff Kennett. Good evening to you, Jeff. Nice to see you as always. Thank you very much. Yes, a pleasure to be here. How are you? And how are the Hawks? It's an interesting period for the footy club. Oh, yes, we've been there before, though. You know, nothing, you can't stay at the top of the tree all your life in business or football, and we're going through a period of change. But I, this reminds me very much of 2006, 2007. Clarko came in 2005, made a few changes, and we went on 2008, fell away nine because of injuries and so forth, and then came back strongly. And what we've got now is that extraordinary position, and we've got a group of players who have got medals around their neck, mm. premiership medals. They've been around for a while. But on the other hand, you've got that young group coming up, Jarman Impey and Warple and these sorts of boys, uh, who are very excited and very focused. So I think you're going to find this year is proving to be fairly tough. Uh, we may not make it at the end of the year, but... I think for our supporters, there's a lot of excitement there. Those early years you talk of with Clarko, which you're reminded of now, were also filled with the young Buddy Franklin, uh, Jared Roughhead, uh, Jordan Lewis, Sam Mitchell, Luke Hodge, a whole host of young players that went on to be generational-type players. You haven't been to the draft for a few years now. Do you get nervous that that same <laughs> level of young talent isn't in at the club? Uh I rarely get nervous <laughs> about anything. No, uh, no, I don't get nervous. I, I rely on the calibre of people we've got there in the football department. Uh, Graham Wright is excellent and Clarko's got a fair bit of experience. No, and I think if you look at people like Impey Warple, Jager O'Meara, Tom Mitchell who can't play this year, we've got some boys there that I think will step up very well over the next couple of years. Um, a couple of clubs are already after a new coach, Jeff, and there may be more than the, the two that are already declared in that space. Uh, do you feel, and are you comfortable with those clubs asking the question of your coach who re-signed with the Hawks last year? Absolutely. Yeah. Did you know if they have? No idea. Because the Sydney Swans said that North Melbourne did approach them about the approach they made to <laughs> yeah. their coach. But yeah. No, no, no one's approached me. Uh, I don't think people who have been covering this, and by that I mean a lot of writings and commentary that's going on, really understand Clarko very well. Mm. What don't they understand about him? That he's not, he's not an agent for hire. He's got some wonderful personal values. I mean, if you or I were in trouble, he'd be the first one to come and help you, right? If Tasmania has a bushfire, he'll take the team down there. Don't want publicity, just do the work. But he's also very committed to this concept of team and contracts, etc. So when we had a former CEO who broke his contract, uh, Clarko exploded at the sense of disloyalty, etc. in front of the senior executive. It was the most entertaining moment I think I've had in my life. He physically grabbed the I didn't can't he? answer that, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, when I say I can't No, he didn't physically. He... That's throwing something else. No, they were sitting on other sides of the table. Okay. But it was an exciting few minutes, I can tell you. Jeff, you're in the news yourself a couple of weeks ago. You made some some comments about the security staff at Marvel Stadium, to, for which you have uh, apologised. The industry had uh, various views on it, including this one from Dave Matthews, the Chief Executive Officer of the GWS Giants, who spoke this week on the, the podcast on the AFL platform in the game. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I often, uh, I often think to myself, uh, what if Toby Green had said that? I think he would have been stood down. Yeah, so... So, so should Jeff have been stood down? Um, oh well, I think I think there would have to have been that discussion. I mean, I know that if I'd come out with a comment like that, I'd be t I'd be talking to my board 
and probably the AFL about whether that, uh, you know, I've done our organisation a disservice because it doesn't reflect the values um, that we want to present. I put myself in the position of, uh, of those security staff, you know. Yeah. They're, they're trying to uh, find an opportunity and develop and themselves and, and, you know, they're working um, in gainful employment and then all of a sudden you uh, find yourself under pressure going to work. Yep. Based on a flippant comment. Jeff, just before you answer that, Damo, have you thrown the audio from your own podcast there? <laughs> not lost on us, Damo, that you're throwing your own work. Is that your well, own podcast audio? It's Dave Matthews commenting on Jeff Kennedy. On your that podcast? Is, it's just because Jeff's in here. You don't have to go above and beyond. You know? Can I just say, I'm very glad you guys raised it. And, <laughs> Someone had to, Jeff. And this is why I get critical of the media at times, because they're more interested in their own interests <laughs> rather than above and beyond. Was there a rule uh, for you, Jeff, in the, when there no, may have no, been no. a rule for uh, others in this that is, situation? This is, you take life so seriously. You set yourselves up to be the judge and jury of everything. No, we ask questions. And you do very little with due respect. And the point is, all right, I might have chosen, my words might have been a little incorrect, but the principle I was getting at was the concept of crowd monitors coming down and without training. You're actually stereotyped a group of people. Oh, for goodness sake, wake up. I mean, the trouble with... You didn't do that? You're too serious. You didn't do that? Well, you can take it that way. That wasn't my intent, and you know my record in terms of multiculturalism. Why did you apologise? Oh, for goodness sake. This is what... Ask me about football. Talk about something. that Don't try and justify your own silly position. I'm not doing that at all. You, well, you, you, you volunteered the comments at, at a right. time when Shh. it wasn't required. Anyone want to talk about football? I mean, this is just stupid, with due respect. You play your own podcast, right? You play to self-gratify your own position. That, that wasn't the reason it was played, you. <laughs> oh, wasn't it? Oh, right. right. Well, I think we'll move so, on. So did you right, speak, to, did you speak to the AFL? Can I just say this day... Just move on, as always. Day. You're just going to deflect? This day is very <laughs> important because... We decided to recognise our emergency services officers, both those who are currently serving and those who have retired. And as you know, there are a huge number of them, A, who have taken their own life, both in service and out of service. A lot of people who retire from the emergency service when the discipline's gone sadly take their life. Uh, But there's also a whole range of them there who have got serious issues. And so we decided to put together a game. We're going to do it every year to try and have the public recognise the importance of our community service, um, emergency services. We might need them every day, but when we do, whether it's a fiery or whether it's a policeman or whether it's an we need them bloody quickly, and they do a very, very good job. And so today, uh, we asked Collingwood to come on board, and Eddie Maguire was very good to do so, and the AFL are involved, the state government's involved. Eddie and I have put in $25,000 each from both clubs. Uh, the government has put in 100000 we're going to have people outside, and I can't tell you what our president's room looks like. The longest table of all the leaders of our emergency services, which is very good. So while we might talk about the minutiae of things that's personally you know, exciting, the real issues is firstly the game, and the real issue is the people that serve us, that we just take for granted. So... If any of our listeners wish to contribute to this particular thing, all they have to do I will is, do Oh, that, you'll do Jeff. that? I will do that, yes. That's On what we do in the myself. media. You're a very good man. I knew you were. I knew, <laughs> the, I knew somewhere. I will contribute right finger. now, actually. You can jump on esf.com.au. That's esf.com.au. Or donate now. Message thanks to you to 0473 That's 0473 If you've got any concerns about the way you're chatting in general as well, jump on the... The 
Lifeline Australia phone line 131114. Let, let me just go a bit to a question here because I see the glasses are fogging up a little bit. Okay, well, we'll leave uh, you to it for a moment. They're just fogging up a little bit. Let me just say that. You're not fogging up. My, my words were flippant. Yep. And they weren't what my whole history has been. Ever since yep. I argued against Pauline Hanson when she went against the Asian community. And ever since then, I've been a very strong supporter of multiculturalism. I work for incarcerated Indigenous men and women. So it's not, it wasn't form, right? Flippant comment, silly. I regretted them. Gil rang me up in the morning and said, look, this is what I'm going to say. I said, that's fine, Gil. Send me what you want to say. Send it to me. We made a couple of checks and he said it. Then I sat back and I watched the press conference and I thought the media just got stuck into him. Not just on that issue, on a whole range of issues. It was really... It disappoints me. I actually had some media people ring me up after that conference saying, oh, Gil's just said this. Did he ring you? Is it true? I said, a big pardon, are you saying you're doubting whether Gil McLaughlin tells the truth? Oh, well, he said it. We just, and I said, of course he rang me. He wouldn't say it. He's not that sort of man. So, and so I saw that and I thought, well, I saw that part where I was part of the interview and I thought, well, it's unfair on Gil. I, I used words that were incorrect, best thing to apologise, draw, draw a line and stand, get on with it, right? Now, you might not have liked that, and you're probably, with a couple of your colleagues in the media, almost pure, right? Don't make mistakes, don't say anything you ever regret. Well, I do from time to time, and, but I don't regret the substance of what I was trying to think. I was worried about a person walking down the aisles telling a Hawthorne supporter to sit down because he was standing up barracking. That isn't what football's all about. Right, he wasn't throwing anything. He wasn't. He was just standing up, and we've got to have the security of our patrons is terribly important. But they've also almost got to be unseen. They've just got to be there doing their job quietly and efficiently. And if they haven't had the training, then they shouldn't be in the job. I think you've addressed it very nicely, Jeff. We can probably move on from it there. You've answered questions from all sorts in your time in Parliament. There's Premier blokes like Damo. You've never handled a customer like Nathan Brown, though. So <laughs> Jeff, you now get that opportunity. I noticed you said to Damo that just lighten up a bit. So this is a bit light. I've always been a big fan of your hair. Yep. You've always had thick, beautiful <laughs> oh, hair. Geez. Going back to the politics days, you used to have the part of... What, what's, your, what's your secret to that uh, great mop of hair on top? When I first did Kokoda with the Hawthorne Football Club in 2009... <laughs> I had the quaff of hair. Hmm. And I thought, oh, bugger, I'm going up to a steamy, bloody place. What am I doing? So I shaved it off. And I stood in the shower the first day before I went. And remember, it was the most wonderful <laughs> feeling that I didn't have all this hair. I didn't have to worry about combs and condiments and all that sort of stuff. I've now done Kokoda three times. I've done the Santa Can Death March. I will never grow my hair back to having a quaff. And I think, you know... Chris is the same. It's a choice, oh, no. it's a choice for me as well, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, no, well, I, I, I could go the I, big quaff, but I just like to keep it short. No, no, well, I can tell that. And you've yeah. moved the quaff to your chin. <laughs> Jeff, distraction just, tactic. Mr. Kennett, we appreciate your time. Best of luck you. to you and the Hawks. And again, for those Please. that want to donate, Damo. I'm going to donate right now in the ad break. Thank you very much. ESF.org.au. Good luck to you and the Hawks. We appreciate it as Thank always. You. Thank Thanks, you Jeff. so much for Thanks, coming. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good day. Thank you, Jeff.